And this is For the Girls Podcast. And this is my iconic intro. So I do. Hey. It's a podcast about divas. This is a podcast for <laughs> underrated female screen legends. This is a podcast for Sisters of the Bride. This is a podcast for Difficult Moms. This is a podcast for Dead Children. <laughs> this is a podcast for... Um, but who like divas? <laughs> former teen models. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is a podcast for selfish sisters. This is a podcast that answers what happened to Deborah Winger. Yes. <laughs> and today, this week, this week, we have on Carrie O'Donnell. Hi, Carrie. Hi. What are we talking about? Uh, Rachel getting married. Yes. Yes. Am I doing this right? Am I leaning you, in? Yeah, you can much? lean in or okay. go back as far as you want. Great. Um, Carrie is... Carrie is a writer comedian. and comedian and an iconic podcaster. Oh, my God. From iconic. Sexy Unique Podcast. Yes. With Laura Marie Shanehalls. And also a Twitter friend of mine, and we're meeting in person for the first time after being Twitter friends for, for a while. For a while, yeah. Did you in like the Did you in like the nineties always get a Chris O'Donnell? Like, how much did you get that? I got yeah. I always I think I like told someone once he, I was related to him and Rosie. Oh yeah. I think we. I think all the O'Donnells the are from like. Long Island, or like a part in Long Island, so maybe, and I know Rosie's from there. Yeah. Is she actually related to Chris? I feel like all the O'Donnells are, it's like a very specific clan in Ireland. Like so. group of Irish people who moved to Long Island. Mm-hmm. Mm. My grandfather's from Long Island, he's from, yeah, I don't know. I just looked up what happened to Chris O'Donnell. He was he so cute. Oh. Batman and Rob, remember when he was Robin? Oh, yeah. What's the one with it's Drew Barrymore? Song. Oh, um... Oh, fuck. Mad Love. Mad, Mad Love. love. And then it. It's Drew Barrymore's birthday today. Happy really? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We're coming at you from Los Angeles in February, in case she, we're, like, fucking with your timeline right now. She feels a little Rachel getting married to Jason. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. She could Yeah, I've been kind of, like, fucking around with, um... Like, 11-year-old Drew Barrymore. Oh, could you do this? <laughs> she was. <laughs> she <showed. laughs> She's an early. She was definitely a Kim product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like, what were you gonna say? I, well, I was just been. So okay. Oh, here's my hot take on this movie. I want a remix of this movie because this is what I keep saying in my head. Rachel's getting married and Ben's back. Yes. Oh. What if, Addiction movies have like name of person. Oh, I didn't even think there were both addictions. Names. I just kept. Yes. Say, I just kept Deep saying like Rachel's movies. getting married and everyone Ben's back. And I just was like, what if you? Combine that, I was like, ooh. And Alice doesn't live here anymore. Wow. Ooh. I love that, like, blunt, like, Ben is back. Mm-hmm. Ben's Rachel, back. Rachel getting married. It's Rachel. like a declarative sentence yeah. about a person that you're going to find out more about yeah. if, you, if you tune in. And then listen yeah. to this fantasy, boy. like, football yeah. league. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh. Rachel's getting Four married. Ben is those back. Boys. Beautiful boy. We are, I'm not for that movie or those boys. Beautiful but, boy? Yeah. I didn't see it. It was a mess. I did. I kind of I kind of did, like, a kept fast-forwarding through it. I don't know why. More like, I was watching porn. Um, She's, like, a... So good. I watched Long every, Suffering. I've watched... Oh my god. Oh my gosh, hi. <laughs> Maura. <laughs> I thought it was her. I've watched every episode of The Affair just to see what Maura Tierney might get up to. She's she's like, for me, a very... She's like a formative character actress for me. Because of ER? Yeah, and just like Men in Black. And she's always just kind of like this suffering, like, mm-hmm. kind of put upon. Howdy. Uh-huh. She's one of my lips. kind of like acting. Sometimes I, when I'm really lost in what to do, I think about. I mainly think about how would Kathy Bates do this, but then another one is how would Maura Tierney do this? Yeah, oh. and it gets me like real sour and really like in my feelings. Uh huh. She's always quickly. she's always like the ex-wife, mm-hmm. liar, liar. 
Liar, liar. Loki. So good. So back to me. Okay. Um, so with that fantasy football league of Rachel getting married and Ben is back, right. then I thought, oh my God, what Julia Roberts in this would be somewhat, I could mm-hmm. feel like something. And then I was like, oh, Julia Roberts and Anne Hathaway. Like what if they were in a lesbian older woman, kind of younger woman relationship. You want their Carol? Yeah, but yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't that, can you see that? Yeah, like, or like Julia plays a much older sister. Or no, mm-hmm. her lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, or back to my idea that they're lesbians. Or <laughs> lesbians or, in a suburban Yeah, so like sisters. Like si- <laughs> we're like sisters. <laughs> like sisters, but like uh, lesbians. Yeah. I, I would love that. I mean, I love Carol. So when we, in our intense onboarding process for this podcast, asked people to come on, we asked them who their diva was, and you responded so quickly. You were like, Kim from Rachel Getting Married. Yes. Specifically the character of Kim. She's an underrated Anne Hathaway. I feel like should have won the Oscar for this. Who did she lose to? I think she lost to... I remember Meryl introduced her. They had like Meryl and all these other past Oscar winners for Best Actress introduce the categories and Meryl did Anne because of Devil Wears Prada and she was like Annie keep singing girl you know oh. Kate Winslet for the reader right which in that German and dialect absolutely no, everyone was so was so I think it was like about. a it was like a legacy award it was like you've been nominated seven yeah times. it's like when we find the shit they're gonna give up to Amy Adams for <laughs> will be the worst yeah. thing Amy Adams has ever done right but, but we're like we've nominated her 12 times exactly. we have to do it yeah yeah I thought I I just think it's such an underrated performance and it's like I'm in recovery and I just feel like it's the most like one of the most accurate depictions of like, you know, maintenance of your sobriety and Mm -hmm. like going to meetings and just that chaos of like newly being sober and like just trying to put tape on all the cracks over Mm -hmm. your family, but them being still raw and like there's so much resentment still. And I don't know. I just think it's, it's such a, Tour de Force performance for me. Wait, let's origin it. When, yeah, what was the first time you saw it? What's your origin with it? Um, I watched it on DVD, I think, with my mom. Or no, on demand with my mom in like 2009 when I was home for a break from college. And not sober? No. I, was, I got sober almost four years ago. So I was in college. Um, I watched it with my mom and she doesn't like stressful movies but mm. she loved it whoa because this is so pretty. yeah this is but I, there's a part where remember the part when she's driving her car into the, like the trees and mm-hmm. she's like ah! and my mom went oh she's awful i just remember her saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um but then she ended up liking it but yeah i it was just like a really it was like fun to watch with my mom and it was it felt very diva-esque because my mom is one of my divas mm. yeah so. And then, ones. and then, when did you return to it? When once you got sober, do you remember the first time you saw it? When you yeah, I think it was like two years ago. I just like pirated it once, um, and now it's on Netflix. Yeah, so go watch it now. Yeah, and it just I just love the whole because Sydney Lamette's daughter wrote it, Jenny, mm-hmm. Le, who was married to Bobby Cannavale, I think. Not anymore. Not anymore. Maybe at one time. At one time, because now he's with Rose. But yeah. But she's also, I just found this out, Lena Horne's granddaughter. Whoa. Diva News. So she's like, you know, she's it's a little nepotism. But sure, but she wrote a great movie. She, she proved her chops. Yeah. Um, it's a, such a perfect script. Also, it's so funny. I didn't even consider about someone writing that script. It just feels like it 
just keeps unfolding. Right. Like there, and, and I guess because of the camera work, it's kind of. Um, and Demi has a very like improvisational yeah. style to how, especially this movie. Yeah, R.I.P. But God, writing it. Yeah, someone did write that. I mean, that's the, I did Demi's last movie with him, and mm. he was a very, very like I just actually yeah. It's a very deep, like, sad, and like, like Sebastian Stan called me the day he died and told me that he had passed, and it was really sweet because we did that movie, and he's in this movie. Yeah, I love. What, what does he say? Did you kill anybody recently? Did you run anybody over with your fucking car? Right in the beginning, when she's waiting on the bench with her. <coughs> also, had uh, disconnect in that beginning too of being like, oh, she's been around these people for a minute. Yeah. Also, like that's one of my favorite See? theater actors in New York, Roz Ruff. Plays oh. the doctor and yeah. nurse, and okay, did they have an affair in the movie? Because like she's like, Nick, Anne's, this is your this sorry, is your conspiracy is conspiracy theory. She because they're walking out, and Anne's like, so you never give me your cell phone number. It was a mistake. I'm lucky I didn't get fired. We discussed this, and it's just like this little moment, like there are all these little moments in the movie yeah. that are like add layering, and then they just don't answer the question. I think that could have happened, or like she. Or, like, some other kind of boundary that she should, like, some emotional, like, oh, you're in rehab, like, I maybe let you in too much or something. And then I I also was reading the plot, like, is she just on a break from rehab? Yeah, she got, like, furloughed, I think. That I didn't To go to the wedding? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she got, like, it it also, yeah, it's kind of a slight, okay, yeah, I mean, we always say this on the podcast, we're just gonna go full tilt on this movie. Yeah, let's do it. If you all are listening and you don't want it to be spoiled, like, we're just... We're going to jump around it's and go everywhere. for 12 years, so yeah. fuck you. It's yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, seriously. Pause it. Go watch it right now. Come back. Turn it off. Rachel's yeah. done been married. Um, <laughs> she's probably divorced by yeah. now. She Rachel will. getting divorced, the sequel. Rachel gets divorced. Kim, Kim gets married. Kim gets married to... Um, What's his oh, name that guy is Fucking such hot. a snack. I yeah, know. I looked him up. I looked him up on Instagram, too. He's really good in that movie. Still yeah. snacking. Also, the guy from TV on the radio who plays yes. the husband. So, is so such good. a snack. And yeah. so beautiful. And those big glasses on him. Oh, okay. So she's getting, she's getting furloughed. We're to say she's getting furloughed from rehab. Yeah. And then what happens? Take us there. Well, the reason why I was like, is she getting furloughed? Because I'm going to jump in the plot. It was like, at the, when her dad was like... Rachel, you can have this job. I was like, doesn't he know that she's going back to rehab? That's why I was confused. And then when Roz Ruff comes to pick her up at the end, I'm like, are they? Because I had this lesbian romance in my mind. I was like, they're driving off into the sunset together. I was like, where is she going? I think she was taking her back. Yeah. Right. I think I think the whole... That's clear to me. I think at the end, the, best, the good part about... I think it's really to show how much she grew over the weekend. I think at the end, she realizes, like, I want to be in my family's life. And, like, I want to be there for... In, like, a full way. Yeah, like, I need to... She ne- she realizes, like, she needs to really, like, take this seriously. I think that was, like, why it's so sweet at the end. Right. And she walks by the window and just goes, Daddy. Yeah, and she doesn't say bye to him. And that's mm-hmm. that was growth because she... He was so, like, Al-Anon with her and codependent. And mm-hmm. I think she gave him... She loved him enough to give him that, like... Let him just... She just slipped away instead of suck all the attention out of him. You know what I mean? Because I think that was like... She resented and was addicted to the attention he gave her. That's funny because I can also see another read on that. Where it's like... The one thing he wants is to check in with her. Which I guess is codependency. And she's not being selfish by being like... No, I'm just going to bounce now. Which is the one thing he kept saying like don't do. Yeah, I think it was... But I kind of think it was like a weird little moment of like... He's having a moment to himself. I'm gonna let him have this, and like right. I'm just gonna go back and do what I have to do. And then right. when the sister comes out, it's like, 
she gave I don't know I feel like she was giving every her sister and her dad what they needed in that moment mm -hmm. her sister and needed to see her going off her dad needed to like Jimmy hey hey I'm Kim's sister uh, hi Rosa Rosa, Rachel. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel I heard a lot about you. You got married. I did, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I love you, baby. Me too. She was also listening to Rachel's advice, or Rachel's critique in that big fight scene they had. Oh. The really long one. And they fight in this movie like actual families fight. It doesn't just reach a crescendo and then die. No, it doesn't it, feel like, like, mini, loud. Yeah, they're it like mini like crescendos. It's yeah. like constantly moving, these tectonic plates. Hey, everybody, and guests, just in case you might be thinking about something else for five minutes, like, I don't know, my sister's wedding, they just cut me loose. I'm a loose cannon. <laughs> Anybody up for some rehab humor? Because I am really, really fine with acknowledging Hello. my disease. Hey, and now watch me be really selfless and weave a lovely blanket apology to my sister for being just a, a tad out of her loop. You are so Rachel cynical. Rachel, she's making an effort here. Oh, an effort? Is that what that was? Because I think she presumes that since everything has always revolved around her disease, that everything else is going to revolve around her recovery. That's what I think. Rachel, she just got home. Again. No idea you were so angry, Doctor. I'm not. <laughs> oh my God. You mean your sister has got a lot on her plate right now? She is uptight. I'm about not uptight, the... Dad. She's meeting Sydney's folks for the first time. She menus. There's all this live music. Your home. This. There's just a thousand things to worry about here. Absolutely. A wedding will take out everything yes. out of you, I tell you that. Well, and that's why it would be so lovely if we could all. No, you just... people really need to purge. You really should go to Naranon or something. It's now, Kim. Come on, baby. Oh my lord, we've been to Naranon. You know that? Wait, wait a second. You people? You mean your family? The people in this room? Yes. All of you people living in this little world of judgment and paranoia and mistrust. I can feel it all the time. It's like a, the slightest sign of of, of ingratitude or, or absence of atonement. It's like the fucking Salem witch trials around here. You know, I should just. I should just. Yeah, it feels the whole movie kind of feels like you shouldn't be watching any of it. Like mm -hmm. it's like too private. Like the fights are too like like the the um dishwasher scene is like, oh Ooh. you know, like you just don't wanna it's it feels too intimate and I think that's why it's so powerful. Yeah, and fragile. And so I mean I it, I, it's, I'm not in recovery, but it's triggering for me in the sense that I have a, a family that's extremely volatile. Mm -hmm. And that element of like pulling a parent away and being like, why are you siding with her? Why are you doing this? This is what she always... You're trying to like pull each other out of habits with each other. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, sabotage, but also you feel like you're helping. And just as helpful as you're being, you're being equally destructive at the same yeah. time. Also, you know when you see movies, a lot of times, like, we always play the game, have you ever talked to this person? Where they, like, literally have a conversation where they actually lay out, like, the whole thing. This is, like, the lived-in thing. Yeah. Actually lived in. It's like, oh, they've done this so many times. Yeah, they don't, there's things that they don't explain. Like, mm -hmm. I, love, I love Emma, the friend. Love Emma. Emma, give yeah. Emma's such back. A, such a Emma's back. It Emma's is about Emma because she's such a good friend. She's kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. She's like a little jealous of the sister bond because she wants to be like more of. I, I just yeah. that was such a real like 
friend. But she's her- obviously every provides everything to Rachel that Kim can't. Yeah, but there's still like she'll never be Kim. Right. So, this, so Rachel still like still has Kim like on her pedestal, and Emma resents that. And at the beginning of that movie, so Rachel comes back to the house, back to the family, and there's that amazing scene with the three of them. And I was thinking of how complicated that sister bond is, and how accurately it's portrayed when they're like telling that joint story together yeah. and cuddled up in each other on that bed. Palin is coming to the wedding. Angela Palin is not coming. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my god. I ate so much cookie dough and did so many whippets with Angela Palin. I know, and <laughs> she confessed to you her secret Elvis Stoiko fantasy. How did you what? spy Elvis on you? Elvis Stoiko's a figure spy? <laughs> oh my god! She That's... had this fantasy where she was wearing her hair up and these very, very, very serious uh, very professional serious. glasses because she was an Olympic judge, a world-renowned judge at the men's skating final in the, in Winter, the Winter Olympics. Olympics. And Elvis Stoiko was skating for the gold in the finals mm-hmm. to could this be magic? By Barry. <laughs> oh, by Barry. <laughs> and just when Barry gets to now, 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 now and hold on fast. <laughs> he skates over the table and he stops in front of her. Their eyes lock. And he reaches for her hand, and she takes it. Undoes her hair, oh and they skate as a pair to the rest of the song. <laughs> oh, and he gets disqualified. But he doesn't care. But he doesn't right. care. Oh my god. <laughs> Friend is just like watching because she can't ever like be in that. But it's the same thing where I just so feel like oh. It's so it's so well played that the friend has seen this so many times. The friend has seen this mess. It, there's such a relaxed tension to, to all of yeah. it where it's like, I, we've done this so many times. You fucking suck, Kim. Like, yeah. you still will suck and, and you're probably going to ruin it. And we're all kind of casually waiting waiting and prepared for you to, to do this. And like, yeah, you just... And man, Annie just... That's, she turns right on. Yeah. Our little Annie goes full tilt. Yeah, I love, and I love Emma just being, like, just these little digs that, that, like, you can just tell that they've been, their whole lives, they've been, like, bickering with each other. Absolutely. Like, Kim has been this annoying little sister, and, like, she, like, knows exactly how to, like, fuck with Emma. And in the sorry scene, too. Yeah. When they, like, jockey over, so then they're, like, getting ready, like, they're wearing these Indian saris for the thing, and they're getting ready, and Kim basically, like, jockeys Emma out of being made of honor. You yeah. know I'd never wear purple. Yeah. And she's like, you know this. You and know this. Like, Gray is like a cloud. What? Um, nothing. Nothing. It's I just really like the gray. Of course you do. We're all wearing lilac. It's coordinated. It's a wedding. Okay, well, this is in the color scheme, and it looks like a cloud. It's fantastic. Exactly. Okay. You know how I am. I don't wear lilac. It's good to have a principle. Well, you wore a lilac sweater with a cat face on the front of it on the cover of Seventeen magazine oh, when was I was so at cute. fashion camp. So yeah, they nice. paid me, and I was on horse tranquilizers. So Ugh. you look good. Seriously. Why is Emma the maid of honor? Why am I not the maid of honor? Because. What does that mean? Uh, Because I wasn't entirely sure when you were coming or if you'd even make it. What, I wasn't sure if you'd have time for a fitting. Bullshit. It's a sorry. You take a bolt of cloth and you wrap it around yourself a bunch of times. Jesus Christ. 
Chris, I've been home for a day. I can't get a straight answer. To that. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about Dad offering me food every two seconds. Oh, you know, what? Dad of... offers Irish hunger no, no, strikers food. No, no, no it's not even about the food. He has to know exactly where I am at all times because he's never resolved his own trust issues. That's odd. You know what? Shut the fuck up. All right, blow me. Okay. And Rachel goes, she's like, Emma, would you mind Emma. terribly? Emma, would you be horribly offended and hurt if I asked you to step down as maid of honor? For her? And it's like so, and it's just like, this. that's so brutal. But I also, it also, there was also, again, I, I keep using the word lived in, but the realness of being like, sure, she can have the tile, she's not going to do anything. Yeah. She, I've already done everything. It's like, yeah. what does it matter? Like, like you, you know, the place you're. Rachel stand. is a child. Rachel's still a child yeah. from when she ha has not been able to grow up with her addiction and her trauma. Kim, Kim I know. Why. Don't you think you're going to ask like if you ask anyone on the street like, hey, who is Rachel and Rachel? They think married? It's... They're going to say Anne Hathaway yeah. because you see the thing. And yeah, you see her fucking face. That's a, like a great Jonathan Demme thing of yeah. like subverting your expectation. Mm -hmm. Like, no, she plays Kim. It's yeah. about someone named Kim. I fully saw that. I fully seen this movie like when it came out years ago, and I still would say, I would still tell you, oh, that. And then I'd have to talk about the plot and be like, oh, actually, no, she doesn't. Oh no, that's not. And then I have no idea what her name is. Kim. Also, in Kim. That, in that sorry scene. I was struck by the speed of Anne Hathaway's thought. Yeah. Like, it was something so big on camera. Like, you have to think so accurately and so fast, especially with dialogue like this. And the speed of her thought in this movie, like, how fast her mind is racing. She's a real addict. Leave Dad alone. I'd love to. I want to. Okay? He won't let me. I just... I can feel him watching me all the time. And Carol, and you guys, too. Because we have nothing better to think about. You know, everyone in the house is looking at me like I'm a visiting sociopath. I mean, seriously, I wonder what, what why. do you expect me to do? Burn the house down? That was a mattress fire. That was not even at home. It was at a sleepover. Okay, you know what? Fine. Fuck you both. You win. I'm going to get half about tattooed across my forehead. God, let well, me happy. Okay. She is, and she does it. And she's so fucking good in this movie. Because addicts, I mean, you, there's a lot of manipulation and addiction. You, you have to be quick on your feet. Like, when I was, like, bottoming out, like, I had to, like, make excuses, like, really fast and, like... You know, mm -hmm. save face with my family and my friends. And, like, you just learn... You just pull shit out of your ass. And she captures that so well. That's, like, that manic, like... She knows... Because, like, <laughs> when you're in addiction, you're, like... You're almost, like, veering into, like, socio-territory. Because it's, like, anything to preserve my addiction. And I right. have to, like, do whatever... You know what I mean? And lie and cheat and steal. And, like, she is so good at that in this movie. And she's still in that habit, even if she's not... Of course. Drinking or using, she's still in the habit of emotionally turning people yes. and turning people inside out. And that's why I think this movie is so powerful is because all you know, a lot of addiction movies are like you see them as they're spiraling and you see them doing the drugs, but you don't see her ever do drugs. You just mm -hmm. and it's and she's still a fucking mess. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is like when you get sober, you're almost like worse than you were when you were using because now you have nothing to cover up like your pain and your chaos and like you don't have anything to blame you know what i mean mm -hmm. and you're still messy and you have and it takes so long to recover and people don't realize that it's like such a process and this movie nails like kind of the nightmare of like early recovery and it's an active practice right yeah. like recovery is a that's why people continue to go to meetings and continue yeah it's because it's, it's just like a daily practice yeah it's like doing like it like if yoga was life essential yeah it's like medicine yeah yeah and she, she does this whole like that i think the whole thing of like manipulating and gaslighting people around her so she, you know the whole time she's a fucking you know chaos storm 
and then flips it on them and says, why do you guys keep worrying about me? Yeah. And it's like, well, well like, and then, you know, sitting back on that, you're like, well, oh, look, she's like now blaming them for the things she just was doing. We just saw her doing. Yeah. Now it's their fault. Yeah. Still everyone else's fault. Yeah. And why are you worried about this? Yeah. Why yeah. are you worried about... It's because you're actively doing it to us yeah. right now. Which yeah. I'm sure you can talk about, which just leaves everyone in such confusion. Mm-hmm. Like everything just... like Except I, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Rachel's, I feel like, the only one who has her fucking number. Because mm-hmm. she's going to be a psychiatrist. Nice apology. What? Nice apology. I was toasting you, and I was making amends. It's one of the steps. It's important. Oh, I know what the steps are. I learned them in school, and I visited you in various facilities, Kim. Oh, God. That... Amends. Now, usually followed by four, offset a disability or frustration by development in another direction. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you've never said anything to me that's remotely apologetic, yet all of a sudden at my wedding dinner in front of everybody, you decide to grace us all with your development. I just Fucking performance. Right. We talk about underrated screen icons. Fucking Rosemary, Rosemary DeWitt. Yo, we just went on a deep dive on her, and she's... she's gonna make it she's, she's coming back and she's doing little fires everywhere oh my god coming up which will be great but she was she should have been nominated for this role she I was nominated so. for loads of the like LA film critics yeah. New York film critics and like her, she and Deborah Winger shared a nomination for one of them <sighs> she was so good in this I mean the three of them and Anna Devere Smith the best Theater icon step, Anna Devere Smith the best step parent in, in any movie when they finally start talking about Ethan the brother and who is who is dead and killed <laughs> who Anna Devere Smith probably never met but they Jonathan Demi cuts to Anna Devere Smith and she's full sobbing and you can tell she's taken on her husband's pain and she's taken her, on her children's pain yeah it's and she's so, so extraordinary and she's such a good like she knows when to chime in she she knows that she can't like there's stuff <laughs> she can't comment on because she you know what I mean but she mm-hmm. like appropriately chimes in and mediates when it, and like she's such a good step parent yeah. she's she knows her place and if you all the heartbreak too of just of not you know knowing all of the dynamics and knowing how hard this is i don't know that mm-hmm. and she doesn't speak much too so that's but she's a, but she's always there yeah. and she's and i love that one part where ann goes thank you carol you know like she's such a little <laughs> carol says something like that's actually right. a good point but it's like a little obvious kim kim look at me Nobody can make you feel any kind of way unless you let them. Period. The end. Thank you, Carol. Yeah, and Carol is actually super helpful and has enough distance probably yeah. from Kim to also, to also be able to, like, calm Kim down uh-huh. or, like, call her out on some of her bullshit. Yeah. Also, just a shout-out, like, if y'all don't know Anna Devere Smith, oh. she's an iconic theater performer and monologuist, and her play, Twilight Los Angeles, is about to have a uh, revival in New York in the spring at the Signature Theater Company. Our friend and battle angel, Carmen Zillis, is going to be one of the actors in it. And it's so good. Go get your tickets. Signature. The tickets cost like 20 bucks. Go support Anna DeVille. I love her. She was in um, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yes. I was so... When she came on, I was like, ah! Who's she not? She played her ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, that scene at the bench. At the yes. Bench. She's so good. She's so that good. was our third episode was Can You Ever Forgive Me? Go oh. back and download and then rate us on iTunes. So good. Um, also, I just want to shout out all the other theater icons in this movie who have little roles, like Roz Ruff, we already talked about. 
Quincy Tyler Bernstein collects her peacup. A uh, Marin Ireland is in a weird wig dancing at the wedding. Maria Dizia is randomly at that wedding. Like Jonathan Demi would just call Stack his it. friends and be like, "Will you come and dance at a wedding all weekend with us upstate?" And they'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Um, wait, oh my god, the girl who collects her pee is so good. Quincy She's here to pee in a cup, and then mm-hmm. she goes, "Someone will be like she puts her in her place." Uh-huh. Oh my god. Hi, hi, I'm here to pee into a cup. She's here to pee into a cup. Mm-hmm. Someone will be right with you. Okay, uh, there's a meeting I have to get to. The meeting's over in the other building. I know that. Someone will be right with you. Have a seat. That's Quincy Tyler Which I'm Bernstein. sure you have to do with those facilities of just, like, you cannot budge. Yeah. Because again, manipulation, right? Yeah, I didn't do rehab because I couldn't afford it, but, um, mm-hmm. so I had to, like, just go to meetings, but... Yeah, it's it's it seems pretty accurate. Like that's because there's a court mandated meetings and right, especially if you're in a situation like she is, where something tragic happened. Yeah, she's, I think something else has happened that we don't know about. Clearly. I mean, she's yeah. I think she's caused. I mean, she there's that obviously that funny like mattress fire. That's such a good point though, because like okay, so her brother. Yeah, died. she she was driving. I mean, that scene is so powerful when she's at the the NA meeting. Mm-hmm. But she was high on pills and she was driving her, like, toddler brother. It was time to go. And I was driving home. And I lost control of the car. And he drove off the bridge. And the car went into the lake. And I couldn't get him out of his car seat. And he drowned. And I struggle with God so much because I can't forgive myself. And I don't want, really want to right now. I can live with it, but I can't forgive myself. And sometimes I don't want to believe in a God that could forgive me. And the way they, the way they I... unfold that information too... The way, like, before she gives the monologue, like, the little bits you get. And, of course, you mentioned the dishwasher scene where you just see the plate that says Ethan. Bill Irwin's face. Bill Irwin is devastating. He's so good in that. So fucking killer. And also, you think, like, there's that one part where she's, like, he was playing the leaves. And you think Mm -hmm. that, like... She's going to drive him over in the leaves. She's going to run him over in the pile of leaves. We've driven over to the park on uh, Lakeshore. And he's in his... Red socks, just running around in these piles of leaves, and um, he would bury me, and I would bury him in the leaves. And he was pretending that he was a train, and so he was char- charging through the leaves, uh, making tracks, and I was the caboose, and I was, um, so he kept saying, coal caboose. Cold caboose. That's what Nick and I, because I, I remember the. I knew the brother died. That like I had yeah. that memory, and I kind of. I think in my heart, I think I just wanted it to be like she was just negligent. Like in my mind, I was like, oh, she, yeah, she like was outside with him, and she was supposed to watch him. She fell asleep and he ran out into the road. So it's kind of like ah, uh, but it's like fully like no, she had so many moments of trauma in that, and then for herself, and I, like that, it's like such a dark. She hates hates herself for it. Yeah. Yeah. And she can't forgive her. But, I mean, we're now, like, really jumping. But the scene with Deborah Winger. (gasps) I'm going to cry. 
when she finally, like, said, I mean... Why, why did you leave me? I wasn't there. I didn't leave you. Why would you leave me in charge of him? Because you were good with him. Mom. Mom, why would you leave... No, you were... ...a drug addict to watch your son? No, you were good with him. Mom. You were the best you were with him. Listen to me. Listen. Well, I did it. What? Not you to kill him, sweetheart. Mom. You were not supposed to kill him. What are you doing? Get off. Also, like, the pertinent question behind that, which she doesn't even dig to, is, like, Mom, why did you let me become a fucking drug addict? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, a real... The mom... I mean, she is on level with, like, Mary Tyler Moore and Ordinary People. Just, yes. like, that cold, so damaged, so, so much pain, but just this veneer of, like, everything's fine. You know what I mean? And I think she... Yeah, there's, there is... It's so complex. There is a, an, an addiction. There is... I mean, it's obviously a disease that the person has. They mm-hmm. can't help that. They also, like, they do damage themselves. There's a lot that they have to own up to. But there is, like, enabling. Mm-hmm. And there is a part that other people play who are around them. Well, and also, like, this is taking me a long time in my life to ever do. But say, like, hey, you were the parent. Yeah. I was a child. And we're having fights about things that you did. When I was a child. And you were the, like, I didn't ask to be born. Yeah. I didn't ask to be created. I didn't ask for a brother or a sister or any of this stuff. And like that was how I felt with Anne Hathaway in that moment of like, why did you let me keep being a model? Why didn't you force me to eat? Why didn't you not like, why didn't you chain me to my bed? You know, like all of these things. And let alone, why did you let me babysit my brother by myself while I was strung out and 97 pounds? Yeah. And I think like a lot of it is people, you know, we can deny everything and not want to see what's really happening. You know, I feel like so much, there's so many, uh, I've known so many families that have just kept looking away for as long as they could until something really horrible has happened. So it's like, how long have they been kind of neglecting how bad she's been? You know, she mentions like, yeah, like I was anorexic at 14. Like I was on horse tranquilizers, (laughs) like doing that model, you know, modeling that, that cat sweater, that purple cat sweater or something. (laughs) Right. That's just, you know, and I'm, so, so they kind of lay in there that, like, there has been maybe some neglect in her life to, like, what was happening. Emotional neglect. Like, clearly they're a family of, like, they have wealth. So it's like mm-hmm. she probably, they right. never wanted, like, material-wise. But obviously there was this, like, chasm in that family. And it kind of leads me to think that maybe the mom was, the mom was always a little off. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think she was, and I think at the end when Rachel, like, kind of tests her. When they, she wants to hug her mm-hmm. and Kim together, and Deborah Winger physically can't. <sighs> She's like and, strangled by it. Yeah, and I think that's the moment that Rachel realizes, like, oh my god, like my mom is like truly can't love us, mm-hmm. and she looks at, and there's that beautiful scene where Kim and her look at each other, like, whoa, our mom is like dead inside. Yeah, and I, I was thinking how interesting it is that it's another very demi thing to do this, like gender reversal where Bill Irwin is like all about like over supportive over emotive kind of like almost queer yeah he's like, like, like or a... like the mom role yeah. like eat a sandwich have a milk eat a sandwich have a milk like this I'm doing the I can load yeah. the dishwasher so fast and she's like I pieced out I married a second husband 
And no, I'll do the like she has all of her fences up. She's she's like more masculine, you know, mm-hmm. like traditionally. Like yeah, yeah, he physically touches everyone. You know, he's hugging everyone. He's he hugs Rachel's everyone. husband. He cries yeah. at the drop of a hat. Yeah. It's like he reminds me of my mom. You yeah, know, same. And and she is just you know when she when Rosemary Dewitt comes over and has that conversation with her about the wedding preparation, Sick. and she's able to like give her whatever version of advice she can. But it's Rose, not real advice. No, no, no. She was like, she was like, you know, she literally was like, you know, mom. I mean, it's how much more pleading you have to get. You know, mom, you could do whatever you want. Stop fretting. Mom, does it bother you at all? Carol doing so much stuff for the wedding. No, I'm thrilled to be doing the flowers. Come on, you know how much that means to me, and they're going to be exquisite. That's I just bet. Them. But I mean, you could do whatever you want. I mean, the flowers are going to be great, and so you, and, and if you wanted to do anything else, I would, oh, thank you, sweetheart, no, no, can you see me? I'd be one of those women, you know, like (laughs) the insane wedding mother, you know, the hors d'oeuvres, and come on, those little hot dogs, it's not me. She wants I, that. I Every, do who want doesn't that. want that? Yeah. Who wouldn't? I mean, who would? It's literally saying, "I just, hey, mom, I just want you to be a mom." Yeah. She's basically just saying that, and it's she's such bullshit too. Everything mm-hmm. she's saying is like, it's just like she doesn't know what she's saying. The it's like the mom is on like autopilot, and there's that, and she's like talking about the baby, and and she's like, "I want it to be a boy, right?" Doesn't she say that? Rosemary does. And, and Deborah Winger goes, and it's like. It's not real. It's yeah, so fucked but, up. But you know, you can feel that we know. A, a just I'm going to say how like Kimmy is just everyone Kimmy. knows that Kimmy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Right, right when I saw that, I remember even seeing it the first time. I was like, oh, I like can't pick, find who that girl is, but I know that girl. She's in your family. She's in your family. She's went to college with you. She's she just every at, girl I wanted to be friends with in high school, and every girl I wanted to be in high school. She's like my sister's best friend who has asked me not to name her on the podcast, so I won't. <laughs> but you know who I'm talking about. My sister's best friend in high school was a lot like... Kim. Kim. I also think like there's always that person in, in college that's that exciting in Livewire, and then but you burn the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she does... You there the is best that, friendship. Like when you were talking about that that cute moment when they're telling that story about their friend's like sexual fantasy. Yeah. There is like... Like... Rachel even is like under her spell a little. Mm-hmm. Like she's like very, she's like intoxicating her presence, and it like everyone is sort of like they're afraid of her, but they're also enamored with her because she's she. That's and that's a lot of addicts are like incredibly charming, the most charming like fun people you'll ever meet. Also, like the thing, and I actually laughed. Yeah, there is something so about that like, that's so alive, and it's like the world's just too much, and they need this. These substances to kind of keep that that world that's too much and too alive up, and I just love the also the manipulation where like Kim's like, we'll just drop like, no, being sisters is the most important thing to me, and I was like, is it, girl? Like, yeah, we're sisters. Si- also, when she announces that she's pregnant, she goes, "That's not fair." That's her first reaction. Pregnant? <laughs> what? You are pregnant? You are pregnant now? Are you sure? Oh my god! Oh my god! Are you kidding? That is so unfair. Thank you. Kev's her 
seriously, fuck me. Rachel, you, I'm sorry, Dad, but you can't drop a tectonic bit of information into a completely separate conversation, Rachel. You can't do that. Oh, yeah, because they were still dealing with her stuff. Yeah, like, and, 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 and we still, that they were fight. having a fight. Yeah. And then Rachel's like, I'm having, you're going to be an aunt. Kim, you're going to have a niece. <laughs> or nothing. I know. I'm so, oh, God, yeah, I'm excited for you, but you, you can't... Tell me when we're talking like this, right? You can't. It's a total setup. It's not fair. Yes. Well, and, they, and, she, and they, of course, the iconic moment where she like starts like really getting into Kim's addiction. You know, she's like, and now your, um, and now your, um, your disease, your recovery of your disease is going to be all of the focus. Yeah, she's like, what does she say? Like, you resuscitate. Or she's like, the only way to get dad to see light in his eyes is to talk about you. People you people are my family. I mean, you make me feel like shit a hundred times a day. You know what, Rach? You try living under dad's constant monitoring for five minutes. Tell me how you like it. What constant monitoring, Kim? Oh, my God. Are you serious? Carol, Carol, where is she? Um, don't sleep here. Sleep here. Eat this. You know, I'll drive you. Dad, really? Honestly, you're kind of obsessed. Oh, my God. That's hardly news. I mean, you may not know this, Kim. No, sure you do. I mean, the only way to engage Dad in any meaningful communication is to start the conversation with your name. Have you heard from Kim? How's Kim? It resuscitates him. It jars him into the moment like an alarm. <laughs> Rachel, that is not true. Wait, it's totally even unfair. worse, you Dad. Dad, you're never gonna believe this, but that check you sent me never showed up, and my landlord hates me, and Dad, can somebody meet me downstairs with cab fare? And you're never gonna believe this, but I lost my wallet, and my checkbook got stolen, I gotta go to the emergency room, and everybody hates me, and You know what, Rachel? It really sounds like you have some serious paternal sibling issues. Oh, please, are you kidding? The two of you are like a double helix of crises. I mean, in the language of psychology, one could say you both suffer from acute boundary issues. Rachel, it is very nice that you're getting your PhD, but don't be patronizing. Because she can destroy, and then, I mean, she even calls herself. Hello. Um, I'm Shiva the Destroyer, and your harbinger of doom for this evening. Oh, my God, that speech. So that speech, too, is one of these examples of, like, so she thinks she still has that charm and that thing, and you realize everyone in the room has heard it before. Has been, has probably been fucked over by her before. Mm -hmm. Or has seen her fuck someone over. No one, yeah, everyone is like. No one. I would like to thank you all for coming and welcome you, even though I haven't seen most of you since my latest stretch in the big house. But you all look fabulous. Um, so during the 20 minutes or so that I was not in the hole for making a shiv out of my toothbrush, I actually did participate in the infamous 12-step program. 12 steps. Step will change, step will change. I'm still waiting for the change part. So, um, but you know, as they say that relapse is an almost always inevitable part of recovery. So um, I get high marks in that mode. Um, anyway. I was like, fully not ready for all of those. I was like, Dick, how long does this go on for? For the um, speech, speech scene? I loved it. You love all of those? I love Just, it too. Oh, I was like, oh. I loved how they, they really did feel like friends from afar. Like it, it was mm-hmm. like... You're also like, this is what it feels like at a genuine wedding. Like, yeah. You know, people just keep getting up like, also, when you think it's yeah, done. I mean, yeah, that wedding is like, maybe a little problematic. Because, I, I but, struggle with understanding the problems. But is, as I'm is, watching it, I'm is like, Sydney's what? family West Indian? Is that where it all came from? Yeah, maybe. I, I, I just assumed that. I'm not like, I mean, I wasn't like a fan, but like. Just I know, seeing, I had the same thing. Seeing I was like, some like white women in saris. And, right. and a big, and a big elephant cake. Yeah. With the cutting tails, like, but maybe they are 
Maybe it's I don't know. Maybe I'm just his, assuming it's like a West Indian thing. But, but it was so beautiful. Yeah, and, and I love yeah. the. It's very the liberal. Chanting. It's like liberal fantasy, you know, yeah. where like everyone's like truly like multicultural and they get along, and there's like no very, tension of race at all in it was the very piece. Late aughts. Yeah, late aughts. Yeah, there's also a nice. Little, it's like, giving me like the, the Clinton vibes or something. The nice Iraq War mention dropped in. Yeah, there's also so many little moments. And back to Rachel, there's like. Bill Irwin and Anna are driving her from rehab and she's in the back seat and she just goes, I need a Coke. <laughs> I need a Coke. Well, no, no, no. Pepsi. She needs a Diet Pepsi Diet from the Pepsi fountain. Pepsi from the fountain. From the fountain. <laughs> but, sh- but truth be told, like that, my mom's that bitch where she's like, Fountain Pop is just the best pop. Yeah. Your and mom is that bitch and will make us pull over even if we had just pulled over 10 minutes ago. Can we pull over, please? I'm sorry, I feel nauseous and I need something to drink. I have a Diet Coke for you. I prefer Pepsi from the fountain. But um, who? I love the way she says fountain. But don't you think that she's... From the fountain. Don't you think that she's... <laughs> but I didn't... I was like, are you going in there to, to score something? Because then she goes in again, remember? They, 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 it's a, she does it a second time. Right before I think she has it out with Mommy Dearest... Or maybe I think she after. was just going in. I think she's sober I, in the movie. Yeah, I think she's sober too. But do you, I'm and I yeah fully. But I think do you think that we're maybe, supposed maybe, to keep be on edge as yeah. audiences? Oh yeah, I think I think she's probably done that before. But even she's if, keeping and she's keeping Donna and her dad on edge. Yeah, she just wants by to like changing the rules. But and who is the gas station attendant? Oh, from um, theater icon Annalie Ashford. Yes. Tony Award winner Anna Lee Ashford. Hey, didn't I see you on Cops? Hey, didn't I see you on Cops? <laughs> Is that what she says? Yes. <laughs> and I love, the, I love the, what she's wearing. Hey. She goes, hey. And I love how severe her walk is. Like, she... Her look in the movie is so fucked. Oh, like, and then when she... Her f- terrible highlights, her sharp, jaggy bob, Yuck. her, like, gray hoodie and her riding boots. She was every girl chunky, I wanted to be in college. Her chunky boot. That chunky boot. Her I didn't notice that until boot. the middle and I was like, oh, you've just been clomping around. She has all the braids. And like, she just, everywhere she walks, she just has this like, you feel like she's like a She storm. makes so over oh. all of those funky tats. Yeah. That like oh. back tat with her brother's name in it. That like. And she doesn't look like Anne is obviously gorgeous, but like she looks rough in the movie, which is why she played that like she just looks so like she looks like someone who's been in the modeling industry and like yeah. is like fried from it mm-hmm. which is so cool and I just love that thing, I love that she goes rough and then we see what she decides to do for her sister's elegant you know wedding she chunks those highlights at her hair and I was and like motherfucking queen from rehab who okay oh he played the gay guy in Philadelphia Oh really? Jonathan's other when he, the guy who hits on Denzel, who's like a basketball oh, player. Oh fuck yeah! And Denzel's like, "Yo, I'm not gay," and he's like, "He's like, oh, he's like fucking well, Philadelphia, man." So good. I, That's ooh. a cry cue right yes. there. Mm-hmm. They um. That's my city. She, so. but no, that queen. Who the fuck does? <laughs> I it? own it. No. Who the fuck just walks up to someone in a hair salon and is like, "This is something you told me in rehab in strict confidence and an anonymous note," and then announce it to the whole but room? You, I, I have met people in recovery who are kind of like a little bit like oversharing. Mean well, mean super well, but just have like their boundaries are a little off, and uh-huh. they just like say they're a little like tone deaf to reading the room. Yeah. Well, and also, don't you think? And you're you're in an, you've been in an intense thing. Yeah. And I do feel like there's this like 
some of my experiences with people in recovery are just like, yeah, like really sharing everything. Yeah. And like talking at length about something that like can make you just like, oh, like that's the anonymous part of, yeah. Right. Yeah. What's the anonymous part? Like not saying the shit yeah, that you I know. hear. Well, that's what in you're, the no, but that's room. no, but that's what you're supposed. You're supposed to do a lot of things, and like. But he, I think she just to him represented like this huge epiphany for him. But I right. love that was so fucked when, and Rachel leaves with the stuff in her hair still. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's also, it also plays with this thing of being like, you you never really. As my my mom's catchphrase would say, that this movie was a slice of life, and in a way that it's like you just you're just peeking at how all of these people in the places that they are at at this moment are dealing with Rachel getting married. Yeah, like how they were going to deal with this, and in so many ways, he's not trying to really create a narrative of like, do you or don't you like Rachel? Is she or isn't she? It's like, yeah, some things are bad and some things are right. Like, or or Kim. You know, we're, and Rachel's response to that, I was like, that seems off to me. I was like, I like that I actually don't side with Rachel on this. Mm-hmm. Like, I side with Kim, but I also understand that Rachel keeps getting burned. Yeah. And is like, has been to, um, to, what is the family AA? Al-Anon. Al-Anon. Yeah. Has been to Al-Anon, has listened about the rules. They all have to, you know, they're, they're all this like, the, this is the language that you use. Yeah. These are the things that you don't do specifically. One of them is lying. Yeah, she calls her out on the yeah. steps. She's like, isn't that part of, mm-hmm. like, she knows, like, she, Rachel's obviously, like, super brilliant, like, going to be a therapist, has done her research, and I think had to kind of, weaponize herself with this stuff to go against Kim, I think. You were lying about us instead of telling the truth about yourself. God, Rach. What is this about, girls? Well, uh, apparently, she has a whole history of sexual molestation that we didn't know about. What? Kim, what's your sister saying? Did you say you were sexually molested? It was a long time ago. Were you? No. Why in God's name would you say something like that? It was an anonymous like exercise, that? and it seemed like a good idea at the time. I- Dad, look at me, okay? I am right here, okay? And I am telling you that after Ethan died, I wanted her to get better or she- just die. Rachel, she's better. And she's no, better. no, recovery doesn't work if you lie. She knows that. I am worthless to her. She doesn't give a you shit about the rest of us. Worthless. How dare you? You're my sister. Mm-hmm. Like she had to not weaponize it, but she needed to like become well versed in recovery. She had to become an expert on recovery to yeah. deal with this crazy time bomb in her house. Yeah, and I think I like when she's kind of like calling her out a little. She's like, "Isn't that part? Isn't that like a tenement of, you know, recovery program?" And Kim's like, "You know what I mean?" And mm-hmm. she's just, and but yeah, that scene. It was just like when she's. You know, obviously she didn't know that guy was going to bring up that, like, bomb about, like, right. all that stuff. But I think it's just, like, one more thing for Rachel to, like, be annoyed by. And, like, I, I, I totally got her being like, fuck you, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. So what's to be having, this is my getting my hair done for my wedding. Rachel! You know, I never had anorexia. And um, you certainly didn't watch over me while I was sleeping. And we don't have a goddamn pedophile uncle who made our childhood a living hell and explains away all your shit in one fell swoop. Did you tell them that dad forced us into a life of prostitution as well? I wasn't hurting it. No one got hurt, Rage. Don't hurt. Where are you going? How many people out in the world think that like 
I've been raped by an uncle that we didn't have, yeah. you know, like, so now I have to deal with like, you know, I just want people to be thinking about joy for me. And now you've maybe, how long, like, again, like, yeah, she's probably like, how much more of this is there? Like, yeah. what other things? How like, many more shoes are going to drop this weekend? Yeah. And, and how, a few more. Yeah. No, honestly, are you, how honestly you're taking responsibility? Because I think responsibility is really hard. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I still like, yeah, I mean, I, it's, and it's, you still kind of start, you struggle with it sometimes and like owning when you're wrong and like taking kind of st- inventory of yourself is, is hard as a recover person in recovery. Cause you're, you know, cause when you're in active addiction, you're, you kind of lose that sense of responsibility mm. cause you're like, Oh, you know what I mean? And like you, you can rationalize like really dark moments and start putting know. blame. Yeah. You start you, blaming people for why this is, this yeah, way. Mm-hmm. or just blame like just the literal substance. Just be like, "Oh, I was, oh, you know, yeah. it's totally like it's not my fault," you know. And but taking ownership is like cert- one of the most and accountability of yourself is like the most important thing. And being honest, and that's and also she calls her out for not being honest. Also, mm-hmm. in general, how hard is it to be honest? Really hard, especially with your family. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Well, okay, okay. Well, I'll tell you. I did the survey. Yeah, it's, survey it's, hard. it's hard. It's also hard to be. I was struck by. It's also hard to be joyful when when you're at an event like that in a family, and when everyone needs you to be joyful, when everyone needs you to be a certain way. And the yeah. kind of beautiful thing, like once and Kim gets in that car accident, and once she comes back, and Rachel bathes her and gets her ready for her wedding. Kim really tries to just like be there and smile and watching. She Anne does a good job. Oh, no, that oh, no, but she does like get a little antsy and starts hectically dancing. Do you remember when it Kim... was like she was exercising herself? Uh-huh. <laughs> just her arms was... up. Just she's like, okay, I'll fight. But I'll I love that. I love, I, it was like, but she she did it. She did it. She did what she had to do, and I think mm-hmm. she was. And she, she took was... her quiet moment to light her candle for Ethan, which is such a beautiful moment in that film. Also, she was like seeking out her mom for part of the, but she the kept, night, and then she kept turning. And then at the end, when she goes out to just watch the car drive away, and the, and the dad, Bill Irwin's like, Kim. Cam, like, because you think she, he thinks she's gonna run after her and like hit her or something, right? And then, but yeah, um, but yeah, and I loved. I just liked she was like so good at the wedding. She like hung out with the old people. She like I think she took care of the dogs. Like she was being mm-hmm. really like she was just doing what she had to do. Yeah, and, and I loved also. Sorry, I loved. Um, fuck, what was I gonna say? Keep going. Sorry. I love I that you're saying you're sorry for. Uh, you coming on our podcast no, to not. talk about Rachel Goodman? That's enough now. Our been. turn. Sorry. Uh, no, I was. I had so some, back to my another... lesbian film that doesn't exist. I want to hear more about that. But there was this one moment that was so fucking great. Now I'm forgetting. Let me give you this analogy. Kim is to her family as Anne Hathaway is to the people of the United States and the world. Like the wow, just like let's just like deal like oh yeah, well this was yeah yeah. So like you know we were just talking about how people love to sip the haterade on Anne Hathaway and how she can't really please anybody no matter how hard she works, despite her foibles, despite her intensely amazing ability and qualities and charity work, people still want to like fucking beat her down. And I'm just wondering like what your feelings are on that. <laughs> Well, let me just 
preface by saying I used to be a hater. Mm-hmm. I was a, you know, I was an Anne Hathaway hater for a while. But wasn't, and, like, come on, my gay boys. Wasn't that, like, such a, tr- that was a trend. Like, do you remember the trend? I felt, and it, looking back, it's so basic. It's and, basic to, and I, not fun. And I, you know, she wasn't just an easy, she was, like, low-hanging, fr- like, she was really right. easy to, like. Why is you, that, do you think? I, why I, I know it? why, I know why, I know why, I know why, I know why. Because she is, like. She really does seem like that overeager um, theater camp girl, like it, like personified the way that Rachel feels very real in the person you know. Anne fe- really kind of was this like overeager, be- and we don't want our women to be overeager. No, I think there is some like weird internalized misogyny about it, mm-hmm. and I think you know women hate on her, straight men hate her because she's like not hot to them. Or like, you know what I mean? Like she's, she's so odd because she's so beautiful. Yeah, but she's like she's just like a true performer and she's an artist. And I think mm-hmm. she she doesn't really like play sexy in movies except in Serenity, which was so iconic. I oh haven't seen it yet. I want to oh see God. it so I bad. It last, last year on Valentine's Day, it was insane. And I know that we are not. I know that we're like calling out the misogyny on this, but Anne also has come with her own flops. Oh, Anne. You yeah. know she's a, she's been floppy. She's <laughs> she's look she and she has done stuff that's annoying. Like her Oscar speech was truly annoying, and mm-hmm. like it was sweet and earnest, and she was really excited. And looking back, I should have been like more forgiving because like she just won the Oscar. But you know she's some of it. You're like, come on, Anne. Like don't do. That. You know what I mean? You're like, don't do that. That yeah. was like I feel like that when I was annoyed by her, it was more of like I wanted to be like, stop it. Exactly, you're, you're like, good. You're you better know? than this. You can just, I just want Frances McDormand to coach her on yeah. every award speech to yeah. give her like a little bit of like sarcasm, a little bit of like grit, or just, or just keep it. You know what? She's not Frances McDormand though, right? She's not going to be like, you and know, she just she, shouldn't have to be someone else. She should just be able to be herself. She doesn't joke. Like she's not that. Like she's not like funny. She's not wry. Although no. she. Ocean's Eight, the like. Oh, just she give was me those great. Scenes. Just give me those. No, scenes. she was the best part of the movie. I mean, she's funny, but like when you watch her in interviews, she's like earnest. She's very mm-hmm. earnest, but it, that's fine. And I think I had to reconcile that my own possible like hating on like a woman just because she was like this annoying, you know what I mean? And being mm-hmm. like, what's that about? And also forgiving like i can't we can't expect every star to be like cool you know mm-hmm. and she's not like a girl being like i'm super chill you know like i'm only friends with guys like that kind of thing and yeah. like she's not like a cool girl and she's totally fine and we need someone yeah. like her in hollywood i just think i just think sometimes we don't know that we're catching the cultural wave and writing it and mm-hmm. like i said there was just a cultural wave of at, for the for this thing and i'm probably sure like too like at some point so i was just like yeah she you know like when you're just casually talking, yeah, she's the worst. You're actually not taking in her work, or so. Did you get back onto her love when you rewatched Rachel? And you're like, yeah, actually, whoa, hold up. I mean, I loved it when I watched right. it back then. I was like, God, she's so fucking good in this. You know, I love the princess stuff. I've always like loved her, but then I kind of got like mm, tired of her. I got tired of her, and then I and watched were like interview. nine bad movies in a row. Yeah, and then yeah. I watched that interview she did with I think Ellen, who's like, you know, yeah. Um, she and she was like, when she discovered how much everyone hated her, she, right. she talked about a moment where she like Googled herself or something, and it's the first thing was why does everyone hate Anne Hathaway, and like she just and then she like went into hiding for a year, and then emerged again, I think for like Interstellar or something, right? Which is so good. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> you hated it. Oh hell. 
fucking love wait. That. So okay. Okay. So, wait, we and so wait, you love. So you love Interstellar. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I saw it. I took an edible to see it, and I think maybe that had some like that probably helped. But I was I was into it. I loved the wormholes. I loved you know Anne you, Hathaway's corny speech about love. And I think she was actually good in that. She was the best part. Right. She was the best part. She was. Yeah. She like broke your your heart. Yeah. And I liked at the end when. She's like all alone on that planet setting it up. And you're just like, Anne Hathaway is like the mother of the new, like, human's new planet. A mother is, of the new Earth. Yeah. What else? What other Anne Hathaway tea do we have? Um, well, her new movie coming out, which is based on one of my favorite books, is not meant to be the tea, unfortunately. Did the John Gideon one? Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's not happening. It's not happening. Mm-mm. I want her to be like a cool TV series. Oh, well, we have The Witches coming up, though. She's oh! doing, we're doing an episode for it and Halloween, okay. remake of The Witches. She's, it's such an iconic turn to try to remake, though. She, she's per, she's but a I think she's going to slip right in. She's good at the camp, high camp, and she's good at character work. And play, her playing a villain is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like her icy smile. She can give me some icy. She was actually good as Catwoman. I was here for it. She was the best part mm-hmm. of it. She was, I'm going that, to dissent. I no. love... I mean, no one's Michelle and no one's Eartha. But Never. She was, no one's Michelle. No one's no Michelle. One's Michelle. But, but Anne was I'm on a t-shirt good. that says no one is Michelle. She was, I, I mean, thought Anne was really good. For having to take her a role that, that no one wanted. No, to, but I liked when she kicked his cane. Yeah, I, I thought... I didn't like... I just... What? It wasn't her fault. I didn't like her outfit. Like that she just had those little cat Hat ears and then like her long hair. That I was movie like, sucked. Mm. I, my favorite game is to t- mm. I to ask people to explain the movie, and it's a stumper. It's like I don't get it. It's a hard stumper. Um, I think she's gonna be. I think she's gonna like slay the witches. Did you see Colossal? No, but I heard it's good. I think she might be coming for an Oscar nomination for the witches because Angelica. Everyone knows Angelica Houston should have been nominated for that movie, and she wasn't. Terrifying movie. Okay, other people I would like to see in the witches. I don't know the cast. I would love Joan Cusack to be one of the witches. It's, it's um. Who is it? It's uh. Oh, I know who it is. Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer is <gasps> playing the grandma. Oh, she's playing the grandma yeah. who the kids turn yeah. into the mice. Yeah. That's cute. I, I like that. Oh, she's a little young to be a grandma. I loved her ma. Ma, I loved her ma, but I wanted more from ma. Ma could have been crazier than it was. Yeah, I needed to. St- I, I mean, it got pretty crazy with when the she, dick cutting or whatever. When she runs over the woman, when she runs over Missy Pyle. I love that. That, that was, was so great. Because Nick has okay. a hashtag. What's your hashtag? Um, Justice for Rosemary. Justice DeWitt. for Rosemary. She DeWitt. was in that. Poltergeist remake, which was I know we, we just actually saw just did her looked at her biography and it is just miss after miss. Yeah. But like, also her oh, monuments, not was it Monuments Men, Promised Land, like just stuff that was like had all the prestige. Monuments Men. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Would she play a monument? I don't know. I don't. Honey, I don't know. Man, that might girlfriend. be like keep it in there. I love when my but life. She does have an iconic addict in her career in Mad Men. Yes. She plays an iconic heroin addict in Mad Men. And his, Don's first girlfriend, she's first in the girlfriend. first episode. And then she comes back like seasons later. She's like a Greenwich Village dope addict. Yeah. And it's beautiful. She's so good. There's, oh. She's also has a really small role in this terrifying indie movie that has haunted me for years. It's called After School with Ezra Miller. Ooh. And, Ooh I'm, I'm going to put that on the and list. She, she plays like a teacher, but you don't see her face. You just see like the... It's really scary. Mm. It's like about a boarding school in Connecticut. And these what? two students, these like two like gorgeous twin girls. What's it called? After school. After school. They die of like heroin over or fent or like coke laced with something bad, and they both overdose and die. It's 
really fucking. Stupid. I could also was deal that the with end? no. Oh. It's like the Rosemary the DeWitt's ending. manager call me because I could also deal Ruined with the Rosemary DeWitt like Broadway serious play vehicle Tony Award winning. Thing. Yeah, I think I, you know she has that in her. You know, she has or just starring in like a gritty crime show. Oh, like, like a like series. a remake of like a prime suspect in Helen Mirren's part. Yeah, or like a sharp objects type thing. Mm-hmm. Love oh. sharp objects. Okay, so who would you give the Oscar if you could give the Oscar to one of the three divas in this movie? Who would you give? Are you married? Yeah, Anne. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, I think she needed one more scene. We haven't even gotten to our diva supreme, Deborah. Debbie. Well, I mean, we we talked about her big scene. Um. But I think she would maybe need one more scene to get to that best supporting. Like, I think there was just... She was amazing in everything, but it wasn't quite enough. It, it, it did not touch anywhere near. I mean, Anne Hathaway has to be... Is in almost in every scene. And has to just keep that up. She keeps it going. That I also, I love when, really. I love when they're at the reception, the rehearsal dinner and she's like, Honey, you can't smoke in here. And she's like, put it out, honey. Deborah Winger, just, like, making her put that cigarette out. Yeah. That whole Lotsie is beautiful. And just Deborah with her husband, the way they're, oh. And she's like, oh. we gotta go down to D.C. tomorrow. Also, oh. her husband doesn't hug anyone as if he hasn't. So he's like, it's like, oh, he's not even part of this. He's family. like a non-presence. Yeah. And she obviously lives close enough where when she's leaving, she's like, oh, you could come over in the morning. What's, yeah. the, what's the dad's name? I don't even know. Paul. Carol. And, no, no, no. The Carol and... Bill Irwin's character. Paul. Paul. I love how she was like, didn't, or did maybe she said daddy and Carol, didn't he do, they, did he do stuff that she was such a daddy. good job? Daddy and Carol. Yeah, did you call dad? She still called, like, it's very, when Anne comes over, like, for their fight, mm-hmm. she's like, did you tell daddy you were here? Like, there's still, like, a weird. There's a weird, yeah. Like, she still owns him. Kind From of. the go on that, she wants her out of the house, too. You can just tell that she's oh. not comfortable having her own daughter. She invade hates, her spot. Yeah, because she she hates her. She hates her because she killed her kid. She hates her completely. Hates her, and like I think Anne realizes that. I even think maybe it's something scarier than that. I think she's dead to her. I think her yeah. daughter is also dead to her. Yeah, she's like, like she's, I don't actually have any. I don't have children. You. I don't have. Yeah, children I think she's not. I think even Rachel's dead to her. I think mm-hmm. that whole. That whole part of her life is dead. She's like gonna go through the motions to make the fewest amount of waves possible and mm-hmm. be like have the least amount of connection that she has to, and that's her survival technique. Yeah, just it's, like drugs could be a survival. I mean, technique, she, yeah, she, you know, it's the mother numbing. of the bride leaves the wedding when it's still going, like when it's still joyful, and like the one night that you can spend with all of your kids. Yeah, and she's like, didn't I? She was like, I kind of wanted to come over tomorrow and like recap with you and she's like we have to go to dc i love that line yeah aren't you coming to the wedding brunch tomorrow she's like "Mm." and then you're like what do you do like is he a consultant and you just travel with him isn't that so much like don't don't we all have those where you you keep trying to have the relationship that doesn't exist and you just keep yeah like keep friend it could be a friendship tons of that yeah and maybe maybe it had maybe it was there and you just keep trying to burn that candle but the mom doesn't want it no she's like she and i think at the end when i think rachel realizes like oh i don't have a mom mm-hmm. she's we're dead like she doesn't want us and that was like a terrifying realization i would give it to i would give it to rosemary duet yeah also because i think it would have like changed her career yeah yeah <laughs> yeah really well would you? we didn't oh, oh, that say that he's kicking in yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Got I think a little it would, creamer in there. I think it would have changed her whole career and her whole trajectory. And I think she is really one of the finest actors we have. I think she is so yeah. And and Deborah has 
what, four Oscar nominations in her... Does she have one? Did she win for Terms of Endearment? I don't know. No. Let's say she did. She's kind of a little strange, right? Yeah. yeah. What but was that interview she did on Watch What Happens Live where she, like... She did Watch What Happens Live? I think so. Wow. For and The she... Ranch? Maybe. Oh, my God, The Ranch. I haven't watched The Ranch. But she, she has a cool movie that was just at Sundance called Kajillion. It's a heist movie with her and Richard Jenkins and who are the daughters? Well, no, it's by it's by um, Miranda July. It's Miranda, oh, it's July. Miranda July's oh. movie. Exciting. Wow. Remember when Miranda July did, speaking of divas, remember when she mm. did an art project where she had celebrities show their e- their private emails? No, but it sounds <laughs> extremely Miranda July. Kirsten Dunst did let her emails <laughs> out and hers were all like, really funny and like dry and mm. like very minimal Kiki's a Kiki. queen Kiki's my Kiki's queen Kiki's fucking queen that's my, in his pantheon that's my queen yeah. have you watched a being a god no you should do it is it good I've watched I watched it all in a day it's so much her right that's it's fun. just her on her on her killing alligators with her bare hands she's literally an incredible actress icon yes. she's a true gift she's, she's a New Jersey icon she's a weirdo New Jersey She's from I was New Jersey. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because like I thought she was straight from fucking heaven. <laughs> I I was talking with Tanya about this last night. Uh, yeah, well, she like did her Hollywood time, and she was like, "I'm going to do my whole thing. I'm going to give you Elizabeth Town. I'm going to give you Spider-Man movies, and then Bring I'm going to Lars von Trier, and I'm going to be my weird ass character actress self for the Buck rest naked. of my life, and all of you can fuck the fuck off." How about her? One of her best performances ever, Bachelorette. I honestly love Leslie Headland. Love Leslie Headland. She's so great. We're she, trying to get her on the show. We're, I'm friends with her wife. I'm really good friends oh, with really? her wife. Oh, really? Yeah, she, she did. Um, she directed a few episodes of Heather's. Oh, nice. So I got to meet her. She's a great director. She's amazing. And great writer. But that movie is perfect. Ray, Reagan? Is that the character's yeah. name? Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, I will never be this person, but my God, will I always think about wanting to be right? her. She's so... The Possessed of herself. When she, but when she goes into like real girlfriend mode at the end and like is like, we're gonna do this, you know, and she snaps mm-hmm. into it. I mean, Kiki Dunst could have played Kim. Ooh, but that um in in, in um, right? <laughs> what is it called? Somewhere? What is it called? Um, uh, Bachelorette. Big Bachelorette. Bachelorette. When I when we were, I was watching all of the toasts. I was like, oh, but my favorite toast is from Bachelorette. When that girl gets up and she's like, I'd like to make a toast. I lost my phone. I and I like it back. <laughs> so if anyone sees it. I also love that she works at Club Monaco. Yeah. <laughs> and Lizzie Kaplan's so good. Lizzie Kaplan, I haven't watched that new season where she plays She's good. Annie Wilkes. I hear it's amazing. I, I I I didn't finish it, but I, I was really into her. It's hard for it's hard for me to watch someone play one of my head she's, divas parts. She's pretty good. But I hear it's well, did you see that Kathy Bates like tweeted at her? Really? She was like, just finished Castle Rock, you're incredible. She does. She was like, You taught me things about Annie Wilkes I never knew. And I was like, <gasps> she plays, she really taps into like her, her mania. Kathy Bates is a generous mother to us all. Are you yeah. going to see Richard Jewell? I have to see it just because of Kathy. <laughs> I did like that she was just randomly nominated. Uh, that was, that I was bummed me though right because up. who missed it because she was nominated? Oh, Everyone J-Lo. else. J-Lo. Yeah. I was bummed. Yeah. I and, was and, bummed. And, and also bummed that then they're going to shit on Kathy Bates for taking that spot, you know, like it's, Kathy it's Bates was in charge of but the fucking But it's hard because voting. even me, I was like, "What the fuck is she in here?" And JLo's not. Okay, let's just do a quick closeout of uh, Rachel getting married. Yeah, because I think we've covered it all. <laughs> right, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, okay. Or do you really care? Do you have anything else to say? I mean, anything yeah. else in your heart? No, you I, 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 I think we got it all out. I think, yeah, it's just like a really great family drama movie. And also deeply funny parts. Mm-hmm. And, a, and, a, um, and a tour de force yeah. for Anne Hat. Like something that I think like can... She's funny. She's sad. She's a live wire. She's dramatic. Like she has the full She's gamut. dexterous. Whenever y'all are sipping on the Anne Hathaway haterade... Watch Rachel getting married. Go watch. Just watch a scene right now. Yeah. Just like turn on your Netflix, watch a scene. You'll remember why... Diet Pepsi from the fountain. Get a pep Diet Pepsi Ooh. from the fountain. Ooh, I'm a Diet Coke girl, but I could also be a Diet Pepsi girl. Diet Pepsi you would lemon. You used to fuck with Pepsi sometimes in the 90s. When Diet y'all Pepsi were doing really Pepsi good. points. Diet Pepsi's better. Than Diet Coke? It's more refreshing. If you Ooh, squeeze a little lemon in it Mm-mm. with ice. No. Thanks for coming on. This was, Thanks for um, having me. Uh, this is, uh, what do we say at the end? I don't even know. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, follow, carry on inst- on Twitter, because it's been one of my favorite things the past however many years I've been on Twitter. Aww. And Instagram. I follow you on Instagram, and you're amazing. Thank you. And um, um, watch Heather's, his TV show that he wrote for, because it's <laughs> years awesome. Ago. Years ago. I don't know. Fucking Where jam on it? that. Listen to Sexy Unique. Oh, yeah. If Listen you to go, Sexy Unique podcast. A tour coming up. If you yes. want to come to it, there's tickets on sale at larsmurray.com for Sexy Unique Podcast. Yay. Um, thanks for uh, having me. Thanks for listening. Battle Angels, we love you. Welcome back. Bye. Bye. <laughs>